0: MSU handles Oakland by 17, but the real victory was that Stevie didn't play because Tom finally learned what the net is. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by Canada's sister, Kevin Grek, and the plier of foul deeds, Alex Plum. I am refused to be canceled for that, by the way. <laughs>
1: I think, uh, I, if I remember correctly, Plum was on Crane's uh, 30 Under 30 for foulest of plied deeds. Yes. Um,
2: yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah. it was that was actually hard to get onto that list uh, <laughs> some foul deeds I, very fly. foul deeds i needed several recommendations so uh but i got on that was a <laughs> how big do deal you get
1: on cranes 30 under 30 like how does that happen is it i just you like to know somebody <sighs> i was very nearly and this is live and on the air oh, here it is. maybe that person that you needed to know Oh my god. Interviewed for the job at Crane's Detroit for the list and I didn't get it. I was I, it's the only interview I've ever done that I didn't get an offer on, uh which that bothers me. Um that's fun. Uh that's it. so Crane's Detroit very reputable.
2: <laughs> smart reputable. Not anymore. Not anymore. It turns out.
1: But they they gave it to another person. That person, I'm told, only lasted about four months. And I was told by people in the building that they regretted their decision, but were too proud to call me.
0: Wow. Uh, wait. So I want to understand this. The job you would have had was creating sad professional listical content.
1: Yes. Every issue of Crane's Detroit Business has mm-hmm. some kind of list. Some kind it. of list in it. Yes, it does. And I would now.
0: Would you have just of that list? Yeah. Okay, and would your survey skills have been involved in some way? Or? It rarely
2: Rarely needs to be a survey, in fact. Often it is uh, top 25 nonprofits by gross revenue. Right. Uh, top 15 nonprofits whose middle name starts with L. Right. That's the kind of stuff that you you usually yeah. do.
1: But I was told that you are responsible occasionally for drumming up the information there. So there would be some degree of like, you know, Work you have to reach out. from time out. to time. You definitely have to, uh, you did have to fact check the list. I was talked about, like, fact checking stuff uh, that was part of the interview process.
0: This really feels like a job that has been replaced by ChatGPT, but uh, interesting. Okay.
1: And just, like, <laughs> totally faked out lists. Just
0: <laughs> lists mean or, or just anymore. It, it, ChatGPT, uh, give me, give me a, uh, a list article for small businesses in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Great eight huh. ideas. Great. Uh,
2: uh-huh.
0: Eight ideas for a small business. Or, yeah. Okay. Great. Happy. Glad we did this. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All 14 people that listen to the podcast and also subscribe <laughs> to Cranes Detroit business are like, interesting. <laughs> interesting.
1: That could have been the grouch, huh? Who
0: knew? Yeah. 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 Uh, if we could ask a small favor, please forget that segment that you just listened to but instead please go rate review and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you get podcasts and of course share the pod with spartans in your life you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at Spartan underscore pod guys we have a packed show uh post holidays so plum what are we doing today Gentlemen, give new listeners a rundown.
2: Gentlemen, we are going to start behind the green wall where football always leads, except for last week. And uh, we're covering signing day. We are excited. We've got highly preferred walk ons to celebrate. Uh, we've got highly uh, recruited exits to celebrate mm. as well. Yeah. Mm. How's that? Was that clever? We Anyone? love one. Yeah. Their favorite. Look, We'll talk about basketball. Uh, We'll talk about gun violence. We'll talk about hockey. We'll preview uh, Indiana State. Ha! Yes. And uh, then we'll take your Twitter questions. We might even head off Grand River for a hot second to cover some non-Big Ten news, uh, which is of interest because it will definitely impact the Big Ten. Uh, But yes, we will end with your Twitter questions, which is we know why you listen. So welcome.
0: (laughs) They like to listen to hear their words. Hear the words
2: spoken by us people.
0: All right, let's head behind the green wall. And, of course, it was early National Signing Day. Uh, Michigan State ended up with, I believe, 19 signed commits in the class, uh, coming in just under the 50th ranked class on 24-7. Um, I guess let's start from the, the perspective of Jonathan Smith, comes in and has essentially three weeks to put together a class. I think we were down to four commits at one point in time. Yeah. Things were Um, bleak. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, and, and goes ahead and, and puts together a, a 19 person class. So I think that's a narrative in and of itself to chat about, Mm -hmm. which is just executing on that three weeks, obviously brought over some recruits from Oregon state retained those who had been, or were committed to Michigan state. Uh, and then, and then flipped a few more um, initial thoughts, kevin uh well,
1: fortunately for Twitter, we kept Nick marsh um that was essential uh still have all the all of the trappings that go with that, but overall, as I scroll down this list it it's a solid class under the circumstances we've got. Some pretty good tra- transfers that we can be happy about. There's a new Honolulu East Lansing pipeline that's been opened up in the last week and a half uh, that we're thrilled about. Um, but also, I can't help but think like maybe we never say these names out loud again until we tell you that they're transferring. I don't. I don't know. Like, really, like Plum. It, Save me from being the most cynical one on the podcast, please. Can you come in here and either... And be more cynical? Yeah, be more cynical or just more over the top with your cynicism. I just get get worried about this. These types of classes under these circumstances, like is this truly going to be the baseline of the program moving forward or these kind of just bodies occupying spots? Hopefully
2: some high percentage of them work out, but like... I'm skeptical of well, it. there's no way to know I think i I mean, let me just say this. I was excited we had as many people as we had. God. We were at, sitting at six or seven I think before uh before this week and uh, mm. before theoretically, Jonathan Smith did something. I do recognize that ninety four percent of these kids are from Oregon State, so I don't know if that's um a harbinger of a uh, of a lot of confidence, but um I don't know I don't maybe.
1: Know. I I feel this way because I'm so used to, for the most part, recruiting being a bit of a drip, right? It's sort of like you become aware of them as prospects. They come on campus. They don't all, like last week, we couldn't even cover all of them that committed at one time. So maybe it's just a perception thing for me of I'm used to it being more drawn out. I'm used to getting to know these guys more before they commit, And now with this Uh, approach, it's just like names on a sheet, basically. Yeah, but
2: I'm going to tell you, I prefer it. How many, in in years gone by, Mm -hmm. how many guys did we, we would spend time on these episodes talking about two, three, four guys and the slow drip that you're describing right now. We would get to know them. Mm -hmm. We would get excited about them. And then they'd They'd be gone. gone. They wouldn't even come. They'd, they'd skip their visit or, uh, you know, they'd get eaten up by somebody else. Uh, Pancake Concha was frankly, frankly, when I lost complete faith in I know that wasn't that long ago. But truly, when I was like, fuck this and fuck all of them and I don't care anymore. Because, and I've told you this and I maintain this, even after they sign for us and suit up for us and play with us, unless. not Spartans. Still not Spartans. <laughs> still not Spartans. <laughs> Until they have graduated from the program, they were not Spartans. Or until they have come through the transfer portal to land here, then and only then are they Spartans. What do we think? It now It feels
0: about- like a borderline Schrodinger's cat situation. You're describing Fully. like they're not Fully. really Spartans. They're until in superposition.
2: The yep. Uh, what do we think it, of now? Come on, uh, let me
1: ask about these double we, transfers. Come on, let me ask. What do we do with the double transfer?
2: I yeah, that's a that's a, that's on Mark Baker. That's all. That should have all been addressed well before the current regime in the NCAA. I hate everything. Okay.
0: Plum. What about the the guys who enter the portal and then come back? Uh, do they count as? Are they real Spartans? Then no. In fact, they're the worst. They, are they should worst. be tarred.
2: They should be. They should. Quick. They, they are, shouldn't be Connor, allowed. Connor Hayward.
0: They should. Uh, uh, Mm -mm. (laughs) Let me (laughs) me have
2: my opinion. Just let me have my opinion. Longtime
1: listeners will know that there was an Instagram twist between Alex Plum and Connor Hayward after he placed himself in the transfer portal and came back. Uh, There was a big will-they-won't-they type of story back
2: in his uh, super senior year. So Mm. continue, Plum. Well, Connor notwithstanding. Love Connor. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Uh... If you went into the portal and you couldn't get any bites, fuck you. Fuck you. You come back to the team. That's fine, but we're using you third, fourth, ninth string.
1: I
0: don't Is want it
1: as simple, you. though, as- And uh, look at what you've done, They're Jonesy. You've made a skip forward
0: on your own outline. Yeah, you've you really did. you debased your own well, And I want to push back on, on your whole premise, Kevin. Well, and, okay. And to a degree- plum here
1: <laughs> well now i'm moving forward we're on three different spots in the outline now let Good me ask you this right. yeah. is it about trying to get other offers from other programs these days or are these guys yeah. Yeah. shaking the bushes on that's nil right. to say hey coaching staff
2: and boosters what you got for me what and are you that's exactly me and to? that's not wrong i mean it's the what do you say to your employees i mean and now i sit in a different seat right because so now i hate this tactic continue Continue. Yeah, not, I better not educate uh, everyone in your employ uh, what they should be doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh Because one can't blame them for trying, but uh, I hate it. You know, I'm, uh, but that's, and that's different. I mean, I get it. Like, I, I, you start with your best offer, you lead with your strongest foot. You just, you, your yes is yes, your no is no. That's not how the world works. I get that. And these guys are just going to try to shake every dollar they can. I, the problem with our NIL program, such as it is, it isn't, uh, is what the fuck? What? Where is the money? Uh, there's no clarity. So I don't know. I guess do they just go to Bud Laverty Chevrolet and just figure out, like, can I get a cruise if I go into the portal long enough? I don't know.
0: Well, well but also, also in campus. fairness, like I can assure you they're not driving cruises <laughs> that the, these guys also didn't get. Recruited by this staff have not played for this staff, so yeah. why would you not say anyone can recruit me now, including the current staff mm-hmm. I mean it's you know it's not that dissimilar to to put it in the professional context, like you get a new boss that's causes a lot of anxiety for most working folks that you know you're like, well, maybe, maybe not, yeah, maybe I want to see what else is out there um i I want to circle back though, Kevin, to your sort of meh perspective, yeah. It is it's worth remembering that a number of uh, of these recruits were Oregon State commits. A big difference between Oregon State and Michigan State is that Oregon State has been good at football for the last 2 years and Michigan mm-hmm. State has not been. So th- and that was done through identifying talent, developing talent in a scheme that has been brought over here by and large. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, yeah, y- you're right. We're looking at a lot of sort of uh hundred to mid fifties, right? Recruits in terms of their positional rankings and, but outside of the top five, outside of the top 10, maybe even top 25 classes, like ranked classes, at some point in time, I don't know, there's a super significant difference between us at whatever, we're at 48 or something and number 35. Um, it's about addressing the depth that you need with the best players that you've got. And, and we brought over a lot of players that they liked over at Oregon state and where they were winning.
1: Yes. And and this isn't the end of course as well, right? There's going to be a spring transfer period, um, where we're going to see a a spring spring signing period, a bunch more transfers and a bunch more recruits. So it's not Mm -hmm. over. This is just the first one.
0: Uh, so the in terms of uh highly rated players though uh, you you mentioned Nick marsh mm-hmm. uh it'll be curious to see how much Nick Marsh plays in it plays in his first year uh I assume he will play some, but there is now depth in that room where there <laughs> hadn't been previously uh the other sort of big pickups that we saw were uh Rustin young, who's a four star uh in Uh, In 24-7's profile, um, number one in Hawaii, uh, a true uh, offensive tackle. Got to put a little weight on, but like good pickup. Uh, And then the other big one uh, is uh, Brady Pretzlaff, who is a three-star in uh, 24-7, but I believe Rivals and on three both have him as a four-star. And I think he's the number, on on three, he's the number four rated player in the state of Michigan now, Mm -hmm. uh, out of Gaylord. So, and was uh, a new defensive coordinator, Joe Rossi, visited him four times. or I'm sorry, seven times in his, his time, which kind of says a lot that Minnesota was like sending their DC to visit him seven times. And it's, Gaylord's not just like a quick pop over. Well,
1: it's not just Minnesota. Lincoln Riley himself went to Gaylord from, from USC, oh, no. from LA uh, to recruit him. So... He was getting some
0: heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, there, there's man. there's a few higher-end players here uh, that we should be, that we can look at and say, maybe, maybe they'll be good. Yep. Reasons for optimism, right? Uh, the other interesting thing that happened in this class was the use of walk-ons. Uh, MSU was able to pick up a, is it, is it Austin Clay? Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, a preferred walk-on from a someone who's committed to Kent State, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a tight end transfer from CMU also coming in as a walk-on, uh, which is interesting. I do wonder if Jonathan Smith
1: has a unique approach with walk-ons, given that he was one. So, like, uh, certainly you can... You know, you can be like you put the arm over the shoulder. Like I've been in this position. Look what I did. But I also mm-hmm. wonder if there's like there's a certain language that can be talked from walk on to walk on um, to make you more appealing. MSU has had some amazing success with walk ons over the years. Your Blair Whites, your Jumping Johnny Greens, R.I.P. etc. So Wilicus. Look- yep. Was Wilicus one? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of what's his name, uh, offensive line, um, Art path. in the first round. Um,
0: this is Jack my, Conklin. Yeah. Conklin.
1: That's what I wanted. That's mm. probably your highest profile, uh, former walk-on, but I think he was technically a gray shirt. doesn't matter. So uh, there's been a lot of success. This is big though. Getting Mac guys to come and not occupy a space, but like put in the work, be someone to practice against, have an opportunity to play. I mean,
0: yeah, that's a, that's a division one body you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It almost makes you Um, wonder whether there's something that are trying to walk away from, you know, (laughs) hate to hate to spoil the milk, but you know, my mom always taught me if, if it seems too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true.
1: Now we understand why he's such a cynic, Josie. That's why I go for Mm -hmm. him to go to him for his cynicism. These moments.
0: It was his mother. It was his mother. (laughs) Blame her! Uh, Positionally, uh, a couple other notes worth talking about. MSU brought in five offensive linemen. That is the, uh, I think, third class in a row now with uh, some meaningful O-line depth. Uh, Three of them listed as offensive tackles. Will it matter? Here's what I'm hoping (laughs) is true. I am hoping that... uh, it takes time for offensive linemen to mature and see the field. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that uh, Coach Cap was a good recruiter, mm-hmm. maybe not a good coach, mm-hmm. but a good recruiter. There it is. There it is. Um, and so now we have a v- confirmed good offensive line coach, and there hopefully is some raw talent there. Good. That's that's what I'm telling myself.
2: That's uh, good. Uh, the I'll other notable
0: it- thing. Two quarterbacks taken, which is, I believe, the first time this has been done since D'Antonio came and took Kirk Cousins and uh, Keith Nickel. Not Nickel. Yeah, Nickel. Uh, No, Nickel left. Who's the other one? Foles.
1: Yeah, took Foles and then Nickel left for Oklahoma and then he ultimately came back around again, becoming, by the plumb rule, a true Spartan.
0: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. The plumb rule. Uh So, uh, flipped a, we talked about Alessio last week. Uh, and then the surprise one was Jesse Ryland out of, uh, California. Um, so that maybe answers our question. You still think that they might want to try and find a transfer quarterback who's a little bit older, but.
1: And I believe, uh, coach, uh, Smith was on 97, won the impact or not 97, won the impact 97, won the ticket. Um, and said as much that he was looking for another body with more experience. Um, yeah. So that's encouraging.
0: Yep. Uh, other uh, notes uh, are related to the transfer portal because that all feels like part of signing day now. Uh, so the latest commit is Caden Schickle, uh, which is the long snapper out of JMU. Uh, apparently looks to be a pretty good one. Uh Folks will know that Kurt Signetti, who is their former coach, is now the coach at Indiana, who's leaning really hard into the SIG part of his name. Going heavy on Don't on love the that. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Whatever. All right. Gun soft uh, Menten,
1: on this podcast. Aiden DeCourt,
0: uh, who's the tight end uh, walk-on from CMU. Montori Foster and Jeron Glover are both staying. Uh, Quindarius Dunn, uh, which is a defensive end from Middle Tennessee State, who led their team in tackles for a loss, uh, is in. Jordan Turner, linebacker from Wisconsin, who had starting experience. Uh, TJ Sheffield, wide receiver from Purdue, also a starter. And Jack Velling, tight end from Oregon State, who was the nation's leading touchdown catcher for tight ends, um, are all transferring to Michigan State. So uh, these feel like decent pickups.
3: Yeah. 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 And
0: all, it- uh, like Sheffield and Turner are starters at the Big Ten level. Right. Jack Velling is a weapon.
1: And it begins to ask their answer the question, Aiden Childs, who's he throwing the ball to? Well, Montori Foster is back. Jaron Glover is back. Jack Velling is going to be there to catch more touchdowns. I'd like him to continue to be the number one touchdown catcher um, for tight ends next year. Uh, So that was a big concern for us and something that we were wondering aloud this time last week. And now that picture is
0: starting to come into clarity a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we lost one person, Quavian Carter linebacker uh, who had a decent offer sheet coming out of, uh, of high school, redshirt freshman um, Didn't really see the field, uh, you know, yeah, it is an example of one of those names that we talked
1: about when they committed, and now we're talking about only for a second time as they're
3: leaving the program. Just saying. Yeah. Just, just saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so we're we're getting clarity on the roster anyway, and uh, and and I I think I guess the to Plum's point it's maybe not worth getting super psyched about, uh, a lot of the, the commits. You probably only see one of those playing in, right. uh, in Nick Marsh, Yep. The, but frankly, like there should, there should have been between, uh, 22 and 23 from, from Tucker. I know it was low numbers, but there should be enough there that there's a core foundation in place for us to play with. Uh, you pick up some add ons through the transfer portal and let dudes continue to mature that's it i mean and ideally you shouldn't be that excited about freshmen right because they shouldn't be playing
2: correct yeah yep. they should be learning they should be scout teaming uh but i want to talk about uh, we talked about and carter leaving uh the program or at least heading into the transfer portal uh someone else uh high profile name also heading into his own transfer portal uh it turns out we learned uh, we learned last week harlan barnett ta-ta harlan sayonara so long farewell Auf Wiedersehen goodbye so I uh, I don't know was anyone else uh, devastated or should I let me, let's, who was surprised was anyone surprised
0: well so I think there's two things there and I don't know that we need to grave jump uh, to, uh, to you brought up a because Plum you brought up a good point in the in the group chat about this uh, so the reporting was that uh, Harlan was told and this is from Graham Couch Look, we're interviewing three other people. Yep. Dot dot dot. <laughs> dot dot dot.
3: Yeah. Uh, yep.
1: as they say in the blue collar comedy tour, there's your yeah. sign.
2: You
0: you you could you could be hired. Mm-hmm. It's possible. We'll I see think- what happens with all those other three people. Let uh me just and, say- and so say... Go ahead. Well, so I think there's two things. One to answer your question about knocking on the door. Uh you know, it had been it, it well, a lot of the reporting had been that Harlan Barnett was staying. Mm-hmm. And some of that is Harlan himself saying that was Yeah, that, that he reporting was, staying, was coming directly from the From Harlan, <laughs> Yes. But, but that might have interrupted him getting calls about other jobs, which is unfortunate. Uh, because it's not like we might be happy that there's some changes being made. But I think we all also respect Harlan enough to wish him well in future endeavors and mean that quite sincerely. Sure. But Plum, you brought up a, a, a good point about what does this say about Jonathan Smith as a football coach and making tough decisions? Well, so that and tough conversations.
2: Tough conversations is the answer here, because what's clear is this was one one track. This was monosyllable. The only person saying that Harlan Barnett was staying was Harlan Barnett. And when you, when I, when no one saw any communications from the program uh, from Jonathan Smith, want to thank Harlan. Uh, he's an invaluable member of this program. Uh, he's been invaluable during this transition. Nothing. We haven't heard anything yeah. from, from the program. So that, that was deafening. And I think for me, I was, that's why I asked you viewers. I was not surprised at all. Um, what is, what, what is questionable to me is Harlan, did you think you could bully your way onto the staff by just saying it or because that's unattractive or, did they lead you to believe, you know, and like, or were you selectively interpreting? You know, it could have been like Jonathan Smith's like, oh, you know, we're having these conversations, your expertise would be invaluable to us. It's hard to know. And you certainly don't want to upset the apple cart this close to signing day. So there's mm-hmm. that competitive pressure too. I understand all of that, but it was icky. I I just, it was icky to me.
1: And to add to that, if we're going to give Jonathan Smith credit for willingness to have a- you know, an uncomfortable conversation like that. Yeah. We should point out someone that was not <clears throat> apparently willing to yeah. have such a conversation. Correct. Is Alan confirmed listener. Yeah. You didn't really, you did not have yes. that conversation. Yes. Um, cause it, yep. it does seem that Harlan is still a little salty that he oh. was promised a Very. interview for the job and was not provided one. Now yes. in fairness to Alan Haller, you had to thread the needle on this hire. You, you couldn't distract Harlan Barnett f- with him preparing for what is really just a worthless interview. Like the, his interview was what he did with the team. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, apparently H- Alan Haller decided I'm not going to tell him that that interview is not going to end up happening. Right. <laughs> and, I'm going to make the hire when I need to make the hire. And he did really thread the needle on the timing of the hire, but those two things were incompatible. You couldn't have Harlan Barnett interviewing for this position and making this hire when you needed to make it. And he chose for the program, the right
2: course of action. And so has, and so has Jonathan Smith. Yeah. Um, So is Jonathan Smith, but I guess to wrap it up or I don't want to take your, your Thunder Jones, but I would just say is my concluding thought to this These are the stakes at this level of the game. We have consistently said on this podcast, and I will say 100% of my opprobrium at this program has been because the performance on the field is so misaligned with the salaries that these people are being paid that it is inexcusable for the product to be as absolutely horseshit as it's been. And therefore, you are owed nothing, sir. I will lie to you. I will dissemble. I will do everything I can to win games and get the program where it needs to be. And if I had to lead you into thinking that you were going to get an interview or, ha, ha, ha stay on as the DB's coach, bah, bye-bye. You should have known, if you were being clear-eyed, that you were such trash and this role. Nice guy or not, you yeah. were such trash. And the concluding thought by, from Harlan Barnett, saying, the dig Digging at Ross Ells and uh Scotty Hazleton and Jay Johnson. Uh it's hard to do your best when you're coaching with someone else's staff or you know, with some and someone else's comment.
1: players, he added that.
2: Yeah. Well. And I was like, ooh, that is a r- <laughs> true as it might be, uh, uh just again, bad luck after bad luck. So.
1: But also true as it might yeah, be what- my man. Harlan, you were getting ready for some phantom onside kicks with six minutes left that, like, well, truly, truly no one was calling. Truly. So, truly. Like, at the same time, we saw who you were as a head football yeah. coach. And also, it's worth noting, given his resume, he would not be getting a head fo- football coaching opportunity anywhere else. Anywhere else. It was so disastrous his uh, tenure as defensive coordinator at Florida state that like you only got this gig because you were on the staff at a time when the program needed utterly guiding hand that they could trust to not betray the program. So you got paid handsomely for that
2: to do little better than that. I should say.
1: And some credit should be given because the team didn't entirely fall
0: apart, but the team didn't thrive either at the same time. Well, so a couple things. One, Alan Haller said that there was one other interview or there was reporting that Alan had, Haller had one other interview, but canceled it because he knew Jonathan Smith was the guy. I'm just wondering and putting two and two together. I wonder if that was Harlan. Uh, but the let's, cause I think Harlan is right to say that, The scheme wasn't his and the coaches weren't his. Correct. That's fair. Like he you know, if he had a whole spring to install things, I think we would have seen a wildly different product, whether it's win or lose. I I don't who's to say. Right. But it would have been different. Mm -hmm. That said, I think we can all look back and pinpoint a few things because you called uh, you called up the the phantom onside kicks. But it is fair to say. We ended four and eight. And there were a number of games that could have very easily gone a different way. We, we look back at them and the common denominator is the reason they went the way that they did was because of the coaching. Yeah. It like truly the coaching lost those games mm-hmm. and, and that falls on Harlan. You also single-handedly screwed up the red shirt management of a quarterback. Yes. When you didn't have yes. another scholarship quarterback. 100%. So, whether uh, Sam Levitt stays or leaves because Jonathan Smith is hired does not matter to me. What matters is that we played a walk on quarterback yep. for meaningful snaps because you fucked up. 100%. That's that's the end of the conversation. And, 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 and good, for you to then say, who Sam could have seen this? It, it, we all saw it coming, right. Harlan. Everyone. Right.
1: That's it. Well done you. So it was not, it was never going to happen
0: for you, Harlan, but Harlan did get an interview. Harlan got an interview. He got a, a I I don't feel that bad of an interview. Yeah. He got more of an opportunity to interview for that job. than to your point, Kevin, he'll get anywhere else for anything comparable. Mm -hmm. Like he got a real shot and, and you know what? If he doesn't screw up those games, maybe Harlan is in conversation for the job. If he executed with discipline and focus, And he kept the team together. Yeah. I mean, so we might view him wildly differently
1: to Ohio state in a big way. You can probably even still lose Michigan this year in a big way, but it's the close games and the way that the close games get lost, which were disqualifying for you as a head football coach. That's it.
2: That's the answer.
0: Yep. That, you know, but I recognize, I think he's been at Michigan state for 20 years. Yeah. Five as a player and 15 as a coach. And that's a lot of service to a place that we love. Yep. so, while I don't think he should have gotten the job, he has been a big part of a lot of winning here also. Yes. And so I, I do sincerely mean that I hope he finds success in his next chapter and continue like it, my love for him as a fellow Spartan is not diminished. And like, so I will, I. I hate his performance as a head coach, but I do sincerely, this isn't like transfer portal guy. Good luck. No, no Harlan really sincerely. Good luck. Good like luck. Yeah. truly crush it. Um, and I hope your last act is, is a great one. Um, okay. Should we talk some hoops?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk some hoops because our backup point guard got shot. Future. In the
2: leg. Future of the program. Well, if you're gonna yep. get shot, you wanna do it your freshman year. That I've always said. Is, I've always said that.
1: I guess yeah, it's the time. It's the, the time. time. And I, I think that's in the, the handbook. It is. It is <laughs> at MSU. Yep. Uh we're hmm. in the in the basketball program. Like are we not reacting to this properly? Like Oh, I didn't. Are we... Why did we lead with football? Why did we all three Uh agree to lead with football when a member of the basketball team was shot? shot. Yeah. And we... we, This is on us. This is on the three of us. Mm -hmm. And this is on society. Is it because we haven't seen him yet? Is it because it's the holidays? Is it because it hasn't really sunk in yet? Is it because we're... We're desensitized to gun violence in I America.
2: Think I think it's largely that, but I think it's also that he's his recovery. I mean, such as it is, we take it been, for granted that we he's take it for granted, We take it for granted. That he's like, but also he's some of his content is optimistic. He's up walking around and getting, you know, used to walking with a crutch. I mean, there's, there's a bright side to it. It's almost like the
0: fear of pressure. I don't know. That's not an excuse. By the but way. yeah I mean I you know it's I I appreciate him putting the content out there that is about his return to playing basketball.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But the reality is correct. that Jeremy Fears was the victim of seemingly very senseless gun violence. Yeah. Correct.
1: Indiscriminate, On par. indiscriminate. Indiscriminate.
0: Yeah, as far as we know that there was there was no known motive. Yeah. And that the way that it, I, I don't want to project how he's going to feel the remainder of his life and and i i recognize that uh, espn is rightfully getting dragged for their reporting on this and and equating it to other instances of gun violence but based upon what we know there's not a substantial difference between what happened in that home and what happened at msu's campus in that someone came in out of nowhere and started shooting correct and that is an act of senseless violence that is going to shape His His interaction with other human beings for the remainder of his life.
2: Mm. Yes. Yes.
0: And so I, uh, yeah, I, I think Kevin, maybe there is something to the, like how we've talked about gun violence at universities. How many times already this year, not even including Michigan state's incidents with it.
1: It's just for those that don't know, Um, maybe you've only seen the headlines. It it sounds that Jeremy, as all freshmen do, I think all three of us did go home to our, you know, various places and you go out with friends. He was at a house party early into the morning hours. And by all accounts, a person dressed in all black. The party had ended.
0: Notably, the party had ended and about seven people were there cleaning up. It sounds like for, from the party.
1: Walks into the so, house and starts indiscriminately shooting, hitting mostly appliances, walls, etc., but also striking Jeremy Fe- Fears in the thigh and another young woman in the abdominal area. I'm hearing I've read multiple different things. Elvis, yeah. Elvis, abdomen, etc. Um both of them were found in, you know, critical but not life uh threatening condition. Both were taken to the hospital, both are doing okay now. It sounds like maybe Jeremy applied some degree of uh, first aid to the young lady uh, that was struck as well, which to be shot yourself and also to do that is wild to me. Like, what were the other five people doing? Um, Anyway, um, but after three hours of surgery, he seems to be doing well, should be returning in something like three months, which I don't know how much we want to talk about the basketball side of this but uh that's just crazy dude like we've never had a student athlete get shot before have we
2: i'm not aware of it i don't know during this season yeah i don't know about it yeah it's just like why and
1: i i understand why parts of the fan base are dragging espn because there's a there's not a great relationship there But it is also a little bit true, isn't it? That this is just another case of gun violence. that's being visited upon this university, this fan base, et cetera. Like they're, they're not connected cases,
3: but I'm
0: tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is fair that as a, as a fan of the program, Right, I think that's uh, maybe maybe the words were not great, but that as fans of the program, as alums of the university, you know, notwithstanding obviously the the trauma that that those directly affected by it have felt, um, you know, in this instance Jeremy and the and the folks that were there, but you know, Adrian Payne, we went through the loss of him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, last February we went through something that I don't know that any of us are. Comp- are over still um, and and I, I assume a lot of students and alums feel the same way mm-hmm. um, and yeah so this is just another incidence of it, that the the thing that ties your connection to these stories together is being a Spartan um, and I am quite confident though that there are other communities of sorts what well, you know community in sort of an abstract sense yeah. that are visited with this kind of violence regularly Yeah. also. Um, And so I, but yeah, Kevin, I think to your initial thing, why now? I I don't know, man. Like why did we wait to talk about it?
1: It seems like it should lead, right? And I, I would bet most people listening to this podcast didn't occur to them. Didn't occur to me to move it up. Until we got here and I looked at it and I was just like, we just talked about recruits for 20 minutes. And a kid on our basketball team got shot yesterday, two days ago. And like, yeah, why, why is it so prevalent? I'm just so sick of it. And I, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I feel for him. Because it's glad, exhausting. It is exhausting. And I'm glad that he's doing well and I'm glad that he's upbeat in his social media updates, but it, like you shouldn't have to be he, yeah. his social media updates could be like, Hey man, I got shot in the leg and I don't like this at
0: all. Yeah. This wasn't, good. I'm sad. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm yeah. alone Or all, you know, reasonable yeah. things to say. Instead and of, will be feeling that and not saying it. Right. Instead of
1: being shot in the, in the leg, I could have been shot in the head or in the chest or something like that. Like yep. truly indiscriminate. He got lucky. I
0: don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I think they've said, his father has said that the doctors said, which is not surprising that it was not particularly far from major arteries, yeah. which no one should be surprised by.
1: The human body is um, not designed so, to get shot. Like it's not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the fact that both him and the young woman are okay is, is, or, you know, are, are not dead, I guess is a better way of saying it. Yeah. Um, is, is quite remarkable. So because it it shouldn't it shouldn't have worked out that way anyway, based upon the
1: yeah, basketball, Uh, this is also a setback like he was playing really well. He was coming into his own. He had a real role on this team. And this, I think, lowers the floor for what the team is capable of and lowers the ceiling as well. Um, Maybe there's some kind of like rally around Jeremy type effect that like the team will, will benefit from. I don't want to speculate too much on that. Uh, but like he was playing well, he deserved to be on the court. He was pushing the starter. He was doing a great job for freshman. And I, you know, primarily I want him to recover and be well and do those things, but also in his role as the basketball player on the team, like it's a setback for sure.
0: Yeah, I think this does a, a, a few things here, right? So, cause you have to, AJ Hogarth has to not play point guard. Sometimes mm-hmm. someone else has to play that, that position. Um, so we know last year down the stretch, instead of Trey Holloman, who played that role last year at the end of the year, it was Tyson Walker who was getting those minutes. Um, Tyson's already clocking quite a few minutes. Yeah, so, remember
1: in the beginning of the season where people were like, maybe Tyson plays like 18 minutes a game. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find, we'll, we'll spell Tyson for long periods. So far that has not happened.
0: Yeah. So the question is, you know, Trey Holloman, who I think we're we're going to talk about here in a minute as it relates to the games, but we want him shooting the ball more. At this truly, he's shooting 44%, I think, from three. Like, get down to 38%, bud. Shoot more. So, I don't know that you want to move him over to the point guard position. So, you know, I just don't know. Like, it, it, what Jeremy Fierce was providing was fantastic defense and a lot of competence and, and was, was making the right reads, pushing the ball. Like, he was, he was good. Mm -hmm. It it was not a problem for, to see him in there. And, and so, um, how this, how his uh, him being out for the season affects the team is, I, I is an interesting roster management decision. Thomas is going to have to make.
1: So here's um, the good news. Tyson Walker's only averaging about 28 minutes per game this year, actually so far, but that includes, is that some garbage sitting games. out game? Yeah. Oh, that does also include him sitting out a again. Um, that's way down from his like something like 36 minutes last year. So, there is room for him to kind of grow in his total volume of minutes, but still, not what you want in all of this. Not what you want yep. at all. Not at all. What did you think, um, not to move on, it, not to just sort of like, anyway, moving on, but <laughs> to move on. Plum, what did you think about this Oakland game? What? Or the Stony Brook game? Like, what do you want to talk about Uh, the games that have been playing?
2: I mean, the Oakland game started a little flat for me. Um, What I liked was that we still won the game. Uh, Oakland is kind of a dark horse team and they can fuck you up a little bit. And this team has been fucked up by less talent already this season. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think uh, for me, it was great to see Tyson Walker hit his 1000th and, and then surpass his 1000th point. That was great. Uh, we joked about this at the open, but uh, Tom not playing his son uh, because he understands how what the impact of the net is is truly a stunning achievement. It has taken him nearly forty years to get there, uh, but God bless America, he did. Here we are. And, uh, I don't care if the net's only been around for ten. I don't know.
1: Whatever it is, it's too whatever long. It whatever it is,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I felt. I very- think there is also. Good. Can we also talk about the focus for the team? Because I think this is it's worth remembering. They came off that high against Baylor Mm -hmm. one day of rest. Yeah. And and then had to play Oakland in their weird zone defense. Yeah. They likely won't face another exclusively zone team, but I don't they won't face another exclusively zone team unless you count Franz or uh, not Fran. yeah, Fran. Sorry, Fran Uh, Fran's weird match zone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but like even that is garbage defense. But so they won't do that again until the tournament. And uh, to do the one day rest play in the zone. um, Was a lot of focus like that was that was consistency of effort that we have not seen from this team that this was a trap game. Correct. You could have seen them losing this game. Yeah. And, you know, I know we're not gonna it like this is now weird to sort of circle back on but Jeremy fears uh you saw him playing and they did this against Stony Brook as well playing in the middle of that zone mm-hmm. in the soft spot and was really effective there. Yeah. AJ played there too, also really effective. Uh normally you'd put you'd see a big guy there like maybe Malik, but it was it was good to see the point guards there and being effective in that spot. So
1: they played yeah, they played really well against the zone. AJ kind of like I would say that this is a game that we we can point at and be like AJ, do this all the time, bud. Yeah, like he got right in the thick of the zone. He was really good from two. He hit the one three that he took because I like the spot on the floor that he took it from. Um, he had was wide open too. (laughs) Yeah, seven dimes on the day. How many turnovers? No turnovers. No turnovers. No turnovers. I mean, played spectacularly well um yep. Jade akins same uh between stony brook and oakland Jade akins is sort of like f- maybe finding himself a little bit um the bigs continue to play well carson cooper played really well Madi played fine i thought
0: um and this was a the game. guards had 21 assists to one turnover yeah wow that's Wow, that's th- that, this is what I'm saying, folk. This was a focused effort by the team yep. like it, it, after the Baylor game. I think we all said really exciting, hmm. loved it. But like, you got to prove it to me. Yeah, this was proving it. Yeah.
1: Jay Nakins goes three for seven from three. Uh, Trey Holloman plays well and, and like. There's not a whole lot to get upset about. They they kept their composure. They yep. What were they up at the half? Less than 10, right? Or right at 10, something like that? Eight. Um, yeah. And then in the second half, just sort of pushed away from it. And that's exactly what you want to see from a team like this under these circumstances. Um, do we want to talk about Malik Hall? Because <laughs> I but- think... Malik Hall might be a confirmed listener in the way that Plum asked him to continue to play poorly so that the team could soar. And Malik has said, I'm the man for the job. You got it.
0: I can do it. <laughs> he played better at Stone against Stony Brook, but I would hope so. Yeah,
1: everyone's supposed to play better against Stony Brook. Shut that one up. was on the BTN Plus network. It does <laughs> not count.
0: Oh, I got to remember to cancel.
1: Yeah, go ahead and do that. Unless you want to watch a lot of volleyball mm. between now and then, you mm. sick freak. Anyway. Um anything is there anything in particular that we want to talk about with Sony Brook? Uh Nate Sanders hits hits his shot.
0: Mm-hmm. Nick Sanders for three. And and Steven Izzo picks up an assist. Yep. On it. Club trail. We like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. We like mm-hmm. to see it.
2: Love to see it.
0: Uh fears had 10 assists in that game to one turnover. And AJ had 10 assists to two turnovers in that game.
1: And Jay Nakins goes four for seven in Stony Brook. So keep shooting.
3: Keep shooting. Yeah.
1: Jay. Get those numbers up, baby.
0: Uh I think uh I don't have them up in front of me, but I, it it's, for heard other people talk about it. it. The last eight games, Michigan State shooting has been fine to good.
1: Yeah. So we've talked about how the defense has been pretty reliable this season, and I think that continues to be so. Where is this team in Ken Palm on defense? It's number 11 in adjusted defense. But it's up to 39 adjusted offense, which if you recall weeks ago, it was down in the like 200s or maybe even 300s. So the quality and the efficiency of offense has been improving steadily. Now, granted, there's a blowout win against Baylor in there, which then, you know, lost another game after us. They lost to Duke. Um, and there are some kind of like no-name programs. No offense to Oakland. You don't count. You're not a no-name program. You're a name program but there's been some easier games. And uh, the important thing is that efficiency is improving and hopefully it stays that way. But now this MSU team is Ken Palm 21
0: overall. And Bart Torvik 11.
1: Mm. Interesting. I'm surprised that they're that far apart. That might be recency bias at Torvik. I don't know. But um, encouraging that maybe they have figured something out. Discouraging that their backup point yard is not available for the rest of the season, probably, in all likelihood.
0: For the dumbest of reasons. Dude. <sighs> yeah, I guess, it, you know what, here's the, we're going to talk about guns again here for a second. Yeah. Back in February, we, I, I remember we talked about what Tom Izzo said. Was that, uh, I forget where the, the gathering was. Mm. Um, but Tom Izzo talked a lot about people with the platform needing to be advocates for change. And we were like, Hey Tom, you know, who's a platform. I don't know how much Tom has delivered on that. Maybe in ways that we don't know about, but. Can man, you going to it in you? ways
1: that we don't know about it? Mm.
0: No, but I'll say this, that this is the second time in a year that in a way that's particularly acute to Tom yeah. that gun violence has struck our community. Hey, man, I'm just saying.
3: Just waiting here.
0: You have a platform.
3: Yep.
0: Do something. Will, will things change? Probably not.
3: But like you ought to try, yeah, because they could
1: rage against it, Tom. Let's hear
3: it.
0: So I think I can say in conclusion, uh, basketball team looks great. Fuck guns. Fuck guns.
3: So
1: just to put a, a button on this, I am interested, um, Plum. How many fingers does Trey Holliman owe you at this point? Are we are we still keeping like, high out for those on the doorstep, or are we are we a little bit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> more pleased with Trey's play truly, over the last week. Truly a banshee of Inishirin. and uh <laughs> no, I'll tell you who's next on my shit list. It's uh Stevie Izzo fall, throwing throwing away really his last good opportunity uh oh my to God. make any points in the uh, Stony Brook game. That was just truly what a what a just absolute disappointment to his father. And uh and frankly, I might not be rooting for Stevie Izzo anymore. At this point, why bother? You've been given free money, and you refuse to accept it. It's upsetting.
0: Yeah, when the the chants start, we want Steven. I think we need to stop that. We want Sanders is really what we want. That's it. That's it. Uh, Should we do some hockey? I mean, there's no additional hockey
1: to be done. GLI is about to be played. Keep an eye out. I think Plum will actually get to see it. I think it's broadcasting... In our actual uh local, in our local market. Uh, market. I think <laughs> you have to go like find it on local access or something like that. But yep. um and I, I be- will. believe it's sold out. So come on, watch it. Watch I'm the doing. GLI. It'll be a good time. Um, through.
0: All right, let's head off Grand River. Uh and um the the big news, I think, this past week is that Florida State University has sued the ACC seeking declaratory judgment, um, stating that the ACC grant of rights are, in effect, invalid. Uh, and they are setting the table for getting out of that grant of rights, which we've long made fun of here for being preposterous. Um, I... I don't know how strong their argument truly is Mm. because you signed it. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I I know there's more sophistication to it, but the reality is that Florida State University is a sophisticated institution with plenty of legal representation and counsel. And y'all agreed to it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, that said, they've they've deployed some creative arguments that we don't need to spend a lot of time on here. But this is a reflection of, um, I think the more intriguing thing is, is that uh, obviously we've all seen the the sands shifting,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but their understandable frustration with not being selected to the college football playoff, given the season that they had, yep. uh, which is a little short sighted because they would have been selected if. Next if it year. was exactly next uh, year.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that that the ACC, in a time where things are changing, the ACC is the lone conference that has set itself up to not change, yeah. which may end up being actually, you know, you could, I think you could make a convincing argument if you're those schools, like, we need to weather this storm. What we are in right now is, is a, is a time of transition and change. And like, there's actually maybe not the monetary value we all want, but there's value in us all sticking together.
1: I did think it was kind of funny. Like we've talked about the potential future state of college football, right? It peels off from the rest of sports and kind of becomes its own thing. At which point the big 10 no longer looks genius. It looks stupid with its huge rapid expansion across the country. Like does anyone care that the big 10 has representation in LA when it's only field hockey and you know, baseball that's competing like truly they don't right. This is all being driven by football. I thought it would be really funny if, Florida state got this all figured out and paid a massive fine of some kind just in time to be like, Hey guys, I'm here for the party. And then football peels itself off and ascends into something else. And all the conferences are like, well, actually we're, we're kind of reevaluating why, why we're here and doing this right now. Um, anyway, it'd be like the San Diego state, but on a much greater scale,
3: Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. much
1: just arriving late to the party and being so excited about it. It just hard to be like one guy with a broom cleaning up the smoldering wreckage of NCAA college football. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, like, they even presented to their own internal board of trustees that it could cost up to a half a billion dollars to get
0: out of this grant of rights. So They're like, go for it. <laughs> I mean they must think the money's there on the other side.
2: Yep, that's exactly what they think.
0: And, it it's be. and and maybe the reality is is that if the ACC continues to exist as is, not all of the ACC schools would be invited to that party. Mm-hmm. Florida State would be, but maybe yeah. Florida State can't attend the party if they've RSVP'd yes to the ACC.
1: If yeah, if they've got the the ball and chain of Wake Forest dragging behind them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Could be. Yeah. Um other news it, we don't need to talk about other than this, Just mention it. Michigan has been uh, formally presented with their notice of allegations from the NCAA related to Cheeseburger Gate. So, how did the fuck yeah. does it take
2: that long? What are the allegations? This is what I don't understand about the process because I'm an idiot. Uh, these allegations were made precisely four years ago, so I'm really trying—not precisely, but I'm try, trying to make sense of the timeline of the the phrase notice of allegations
0: Well, so imagine it, how slow government entities move, right?
2: <laughs> Not nearly now, this slow.
0: Co- well, but now collect a bunch of different government entities that all have to agree on some governing rules. Sure. That's how slow it moves. Uh, and throw in one it, government it also, entity
1: that wants to obstruct at every possible there moment.
2: There we go. That's that's I great. do
0: I do think uh there was a fair amount of delay because there was an attempt to negotiate a uh, an agreement and then it just didn't happen. Yeah. So, what was that beautiful pop there, Alex? Paul?
2: Oh. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, what is this? This is the Courage and Conviction Virginia Distillery Co. registered uh Wait, American single malt. What's mis- the logo on
0: Courage and Conviction?
2: uh and v trusty v with uh looks like an elongated clitoris coming out of it if I, had to, <laughs> if I had
0: to guess so you asked the question i thought i thought maybe there was a fox i thought maybe it was, there was a no, fox it was on not there. A
1: i like how we interrupted a discussion yeah. in the university of michigan to talk about courage and conviction that's what i like most <laughs> um yeah. so courage and conviction for those that don't know uh, compliments of our good friend, uh, listener. Mike Jones. Jones.
2: What do we think of the courage and conviction? A little watery, little watery. I'm going to be honest. Never not honest. Uh, that's why I cause you've got the courage
1: and talks. conviction to
2: say, thank you. you thank you. That's does that make it easy drinking though, Alex? It does. Makes it very easy just to guzzle it right on down. In fact, that's why I can't string my sentences together any longer. Uh, it does have a pleasant aftertaste. I will say that. And it burns mildly. Which for a table whiskey, which this is a little better than that, uh, highly palatable <laughs> table whiskey. Well, it's not. It's not your. It's not your Sunday driving whiskey. I can tell you that
3: <laughs> Sunday
1: driving whiskey. Although it is a very tall bottle that might fit in some. It looks stately. Uh, yeah, it is. It- I was gonna say it might fit in like an f one fifty cup holder yes uh, oh. because it is so tall and yeah. so narrow and
2: frankly, place. that's who's using it on sundays um i I would say it does get better the more you drink it uh mm. so like most liquors like most liquors, so that it is it is uh consistent uh so yeah to I didn't say is, earlier. it is i was i'm being i'm being rude it's it's just a little smoky uh, for a for a single malt whiskey this is very, very palatable. I, this American is not a single an American single malt whiskey. This is not a bad whiskey. I do not think you would be disappointed by Courage and Conviction. And I think this is probably the bottom of the line um, one that they have. I think they have a high, higher tiered whiskeys from the single malt. So yeah, there's
1: a couple of them in there. I've enjoyed the time that I've spent. Um, I was having a Midnight Moon milkshake, which is a eggnog with uh, liqueur already mixed in. And I was told that it was very trendy and I can understand why it was delicious. It is very milkshakey with like a little bit of that nog flavor to it. Mm. And I think it's like 17% alcohol. So like it's got a little kick, you know, you, you put, uh, you put a full glass in front of yourself all of a sudden, you know, it's gone. You burp into the microphone. Who knows?
2: Um, God bless the lactose. Tolerant among us.
1: Indeed. So I have been enjoying that. And if you see the Midnight Moon uh Moonshake holiday nog, if it's not already sold out, do grab one for
0: yourself. Jonesy, what do you have over there? Uh I might need to refill, but uh bamboo classic. Hey uh, because I will continue to plug the bamboo uh, dark rum. It is wonderful. Just wonderful.
2: Uh, I I want to amend my review for a moment uh, <laughs> and uh, and acknowledge that uh, this is not the bottom. A uh, table whiskey? This is not a table whiskey. He <laughs> has yes,
1: the courage and conviction to amend his
2: review. <laughs> I do. I always stand by the last thing I say. And <laughs> that is why it is important to acknowledge that Courage and Conviction American Single Walt is the winner of the 2023 Distillery of the Year and Whiskey of the Year awards from the London Spirits competition. So, oopsie-doops and uh, mm-hmm.
0: oopsie-doops. Uh, would you say there are notes of caramel and butterscotch? I might, uh, even, I might
2: even tell you that the malt evolves on the palate with hints of bright red fruit, raspberry, Cocoa and yes, even barrel spice. So uh, exceptionally smooth it is, and I, is the finish creamy? I wouldn't say that. I would still say watery, <laughs> but it is. It is a. Del- it's a. It's a creamy wateriness. Let's let's agree on that. Mm. Mm.
3: Mm. Okay. If I if I drink uh, American
2: whiskey more consistently, I might I might consider buying this. I I would. No, I would. I would. You would. I would. You'd have the courage and the conviction to, to pick it up it, off the shelf. To buy it and buy it mm-hmm. if it was on sale.
0: Uh, Greg, do you want to uh, preview some Indiana State on the fly while I uh, I get myself some more bamboo?
1: Yeah. So Indiana State um, is not the team that you would expect Indiana State to be. This That's is, of course, key. the yes. Sycamores, right. who... MSU beat in the 1979 NCAA championship game against bird and his team, but they are, uh, forget what you know about Indiana state. They are number 59 in Ken Palm. They're playing well. In fact, they've lost only one game this year to Alabama. Now in fairness, that's the only named team, basically no offense to ball state and Pepperdine and rice and IUPUI, but they are a 11 and one basketball team coming into Breslin center. Um, they are Ken Palm, as I said, number 59, they are 33 for adjusted offense and 96 for adjusted defense. And this is probably most important 30 for tempo. So they like to move the ball. They also have a dude, 6'10 sophomore stretch for Robbie Avila, who's playing very well. In fact, he missed that Alabama game that they lost. So that's almost like a little bit of an, an asterisk for that. But since then, he's been playing great and they have been kind of blowing out teams. It's like Not just that they've been winning these games against your Ball States and your Bradleys and your Toledos, although they only won by two against Toledo. So that's actually the exception to this. But they beat Northern Illinois by like 30. They beat Ball State by 15. They beat Tennessee State by 21. So like they're putting teams away in the way that you would expect like a low level big 10 team to do so Mm. in fact if right now if you were to look at ken palm uh with indiana state at 59 the next best big 10 team is maryland at 70 Hmm. so there's somewhere according to this between iowa and maryland if you're to believe ken palm and what he's putting out there Right now. So, this is like, this is a team that you got to pay some attention to. I'm glad that it's not on uh, BTM. Plus. Um, but it is also one that we should, you know, win, especially Plum, I would say, the way that we've been playing
0: lately. So, um, Torvik has us favored by 10.
1: Oh, okay. All right. We'll take it. We'll see how that works. Uh, somehow, we're number, what did you say, Jonesy? Top 15? 11. In Eleven in Torovek.
3: Wow.
1: So uh, this is probably the best non conference game that isn't Duke or or Baylor um, that you'll see this year. Anything else, gentlemen, on that uh, on that note, on the note of uh Indiana State, the Sycamores? I think we have some tour well, about it. So
0: this'll come up. Well, I got the bamboo. Did you talk about burden magic?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. Usually uh, Irv can be relied upon to be in town during the holiday season. Well, I don't,
0: this is the rematch.
1: Yeah. Oh, have we not played them since then? Oh, I don't know about that, but I, you know, I would say that'd just... be incredible if, if MSU hasn't played Indiana state in whatever that is, 50, 45 years. So mm.
0: it'd be incredible. Um, I don't know right. if,
1: if Irv will Should- be there. Usually he's around town this time of year, but I don't know if he's still here. Uh, all right, let's do the Twitter question, shall we? Let us. Number one from Mr. Erotic Pants. This week in Spartan Nation, after Michael Moore and Eminem are mentioned as possible MSU walk-ons, Izzo is given notice. More controversy when Fred Human promises to play <laughs> uh, to play on air the Mary F. Kill game with unnamed Lansing Sports media celebrities. And shirtless Harbaugh shows up to a pro life rally. While motivations are unclear, Alan Haller gives Coach Smith a $100,000 clothing allowance. There's a lot happening in this episode. That's a lot.
2: That's not a little. That's subtle. That's a lot.
1: I totally trust that at some bar, in Lansing somewhere at some time, Fred Human has done the Mary F kill uh of media personalities in the Greater Lansing mm-hmm. area. To current or former? Current I think he would probably definitely include former, it sounds like. Um that might be a cut. Uh,
2: <laughs> 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 leave uh, it in, you <laughs> coward! <laughs> you coward! Have the courage and
1: conviction uh, to leave it in. That's what happens when you when you drink <laughs> courage and convictions single malt American whiskey. Um. But yeah, Tom. I'm going
0: to need you to get me a, uh, a a gift card to Virginia Distilleries. I need some of that.
2: Okay i'll just put some in a ziploc and mail it to you oh okay that
0: works too
1: it's like milk in Uh, a bag in elementary school like milk in a bag in elementary school yeah small one just stab that like the snack size ziploc that capri sun straw right into the bag but not through it no not through it careful one side
2: be careful all right
1: all right what's next Next jonesy From Mr. Rock Pants. Jonesy, aside from U of M, what other Big Ten team must we collective collectively hate? H- Hatruma. H- Don't say OSU because they hate U of M too.
0: I wouldn't say OSU. Uh, that would not be my response. No. Uh, I have an answer to this This is question. tough. I do too. No. Uh, but no, I, I do. I think my answer might be a little bit more locally informed. OK, but I I I promise you that if U of M didn't exist in the Big Ten, the next level of hubris would be Penn State. Yes, it is. They are insufferable. I think that's right. Truly the worst. Yep. What's wild is they're not even the best school in the state. No, but, you know, alas, that doesn't stop them. No, I was going to give Wisconsin. Yeah, because
1: there was a time. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of when we were in college and on through the next five years, it's true. Where truly Wisconsin was our number one rival,
2: and oh sure, but I, I enjoy It the days.
0: people you have remember, to hate, the people you
2: remember. These are people who rooted for Brad Davison, so they are yes. truly an objectionable mm. people.
1: Do you remember when Wisconsin basketball was coached by a literal vampire, and truly, they were bothered
2: by it? <laughs> truly.
0: Uh, so Do you remember what their punter did to us in the Big Ten championship yes, game? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Loathsome.
0: Loathsome. What was His group name, of
2: people. Bo something. What was that coach's name? The basketball coach you're talking about.
0: Bo Ryan. Yeah.
2: Bo Ryan. Yeah, it was Bo Ryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Bo's as a yep. rule. And Tom hated Bo. Mm-hmm.
2: Bo they hated did not Bo.
0: Care for each.
2: Other. No, nor should they have. <laughs> yeah. If your name's Bo.
1: Bo's are truly the, um, truly the worst. And and sorry for any that listeners like... named Bo.
2: But you know who's not named Bo? Are they wouldn't question... go by
1: Bo? They would know better than to go, by Bo. To go would, by Bo. They would be like, it's a boy named Sue situation where they ah, like, uh, there it is. I resent I my guess. parents for this. Didn't sorry,
2: uh, Plum. You were saying not not Bo, but Andy Boylin. Oop, just Boyin. And an L there. Sorry, Andy. Uh, first time, first time Twitter questioner.
0: Second, mm-hmm. second week. Was Back here last week, week. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> you have like,
2: conviction to say in that. In Body, I was here in Body. All right. First up uh, for Kevin Grook, will you please create a toast to celebrate something that has blessed Spartan Sports in the past year?
1: Here's to a certain demon <laughs> that we've exiled. Ra- raise your glass for a demon at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh-huh. He ascends off and truly MSU sports fans can once say again say to John Smith
2: to John Smith, John
1: Smith. to John Smith bless his
0: name mm. the, one the one and wild only. thing is that before John Smith got here the old John Smith's quote about the coaches are screwing it up could have been uttered many times <laughs> weekly this past year. Daily. So to to excising other coaches.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, here, to here. Bill Brasky. To Bill
1: Brasky. All right, next up from Andy. Uh who will join me in the Steven Izzo will never score points club? Hold on.
2: Wait. Ask it again while I pull up my ham horn. Here it comes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is Friggin just like him. it. It seems impossible at this point. I mean, but I'm sorry. I,
0: I think when the Baylor game happened and he hucked the 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 free throw up before the camera even panned out, Literally. we all knew. We knew. Yeah, he's just so excited to
2: make his dad finally, finally love him the way that
0: it just shoots a little prematurely. Yeah. Needs to take a little bit longer. Yeah,
2: slow down, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, and finally,
1: okay. from Andy, gentlemen, what Crunchies karaoke song do you choose to sing to in when the semester begins this January? Uh, how
2: about Greg? Under you the... have
0: a staple there, right? <laughs> yeah, he does. Under the bridge,
2: under the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Out
0: under the, the boardwalk.
2: Sun. Yes. I'll be on a blanket with my baby. <laughs> or on a blanket with my baby is where I'll be. That's it. Me and Aiden. We'll be having this...
1: some fun. There
2: it is. You know it. Come on, the drifters.
1: Under the boardwalk. Yes. Boardwalk. Uh, there's there's some jams over there at the mm-hmm. Crunchy karaoke. Okay. Yeah. Uh it's a good time.
3: Yep.
0: It's a good great. time. Aiden. Uh next up. Later. Uh from Jason Fry. Uh, Plum, if your spouse gets COVID right before Christmas and forces all plans to be canceled, how long can it be used as a bargaining chip in the relationship? Hashtag asking for a friend.
2: Okay, well, let me say this. This implies that you enjoy times with your in-laws, which I think speaks to your character. Uh, The things that my co-hosts, both of them equally, the terrible things they have said about their in-laws. Yep. And here I mean both of them. uh, And truly awful. unspeakable (laughs) unspeakable things would curl your plum is even ashamed
0: to say it out loud
2: (laughs) truly truly i'm embarrassed and because i'm gonna get a message about this i'm sure so good for you first good for you for caring that much uh but i at least at least three months i think yeah
1: (laughs) and also jason fried reach out there might be support
2: (laughs) we we might have a support group in these difficult times
0: yeah no. Next up, next up, Mamapalif. <laughs> 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 what was know. slash is your favorite gift received this season, tangible or intangible? And was the gift sports related, or do you just not care anymore? Wow, what? Uh, well, it's so I, cynical. Intangible gift, yeah. The camaraderie of our friends.
2: Oh, is this where we get you. sappy at the end? Yes, of Yes, it is. I just did have another drink first. Um mine, we didn't do gifts this year because we spent an alarming amount of money on our honeymoon, but we And time. More, more, that really was the I actually put evaluation on that. Yeah. Time is money, um, Michael. Uh for me, it was the intangible win of the Detroit Lions clinching the NFC snorth. <laughs> the NFC snorth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> snorth. What a sports podcast we put out. <laughs> I caught myself. It's because, they, it's because they won the Central in 93. So at any rate, um, uh, that's why. So yes, good for the Lions. I know we never talk about the Lions on this podcast, and appropriately so. We never will. Yes. Uh, and appropriately so, but I will say that. Kevin Grek? Uh,
1: there's so much for me to be grateful for over here, including this really fetching, uh, and Plum, you'll understand the real appeal of this, uh, <laughs> Mike Stand. This oh. is a boom mic arm that comes in from way off camera over here. Handsome. And it frees up all of my desk space. And now Handsome. I can type. Yes. I can bring up Ken Palm when it's not already up and frantically search for MSU. Uh, And no one's any of the wiser. And that's all thanks to this mic boom arm. And I think it should be required
2: mm-hmm. required equipment for this Compulsory podcast. Equipment. Mm-hmm. I would say that people who mm-hmm. take themselves seriously as podcasters invent uh, invest, the requisite amount of resources to take themselves seriously yeah. as podcasters. I, I think it's just people
1: that have the respect nope. for themselves or the audience that would do such a thing. Now, Jonesy, yes. mm-hmm.
0: what do you think? What do you think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's the time that is the more important component. <laughs> that the people who respect the podcast and the They're- listeners and the community have built invest the appropriate amount of time I think he's looking can't at you, you Kevin.
2: Uh, I can't yeah. tell
1: who he's looking at, but I think it's you. <laughs> I heard that Plum was actually abroad looking for a better Mike boom arm <laughs> to bring back, to bring it home, uh, and that was why he was gone for three weeks. That's true. I don't know. Is nice that his one. his cross
0: country camping trip on top of his jeep? Was that also searching for a, a new mic boom? Oh wait, that was pre mic boom uh, for you.
2: It was pre boom. That's when I got this boom. I was interviewing <laughs> countless podcasters across the country to see what did they recommend. And it was the Wave Elgato 3 system, of course.
0: <laughs> it ends up being it was your brother-in-law who, who recommended all it. Right, all right, all right, all right. Sometimes
1: we search home. worldwide, but the most <laughs> the most important information is right it's there in our right backyard. in our backyard. The whole time. That's
2: it. All right, mm-hmm. next up from Momopoly. Uh, and last up, wow, only two questions from Susan this week. Hope she's okay. The change to threads <laughs> is pretty darn easy, and I only go to Twitter for these can't-read, can't-write notices now. Is that hypocritical of me to still click the bird, or please, will your New Year's resolution be to join the 21st century and post on threads? Let
1: me just no. ask. What, what is this fealty that Mamapolive has, has... She's really bent the knee to the zuck on this one.
3: It sounds like she's, she's a on zuck.
1: Blue she's Sky. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, this is,
1: uh, yeah we got it he typed it to us in the chat but i think i wanted know. you to say it for me
2: listen susan uh until these boys do as i've asked which is to get untruth social uh we will not be leaving <laughs> x okay because I you got to be fair partler. fair and balanced is what i've always said mm-hmm. so that's that
0: All right. Next up from listener Mike Jones, you guys cook up anything good for Christmas? And he included a picture of five and a half pounds of turkey, nine pounds of pork shoulder, and six pounds of chicken.
1: I don't care what you guys cooked. Why, Mike Jones, did you cook so much? Who who
2: were you feeding, my man? I wasn't invited over, and I was in Swords Creek, so I have questions. I have real and serious questions. My God, dude.
1: There's so much here hurtful were you delicious though that turkey particularly it looks good but Plum, when good. you were in schwartz creek could you smell the flatulence wafting over from <laughs> I wherever had, mike jones i lives?
2: had my own i put butter this year in the deviled eggs and uh that it turns out was a mistake so people liked it
0: in lieu of mayo like i'm confused. oh no such thing as in
2: lieu of mayonnaise you can never substitute mayonnaise the only substitute for mayonnaise is more mayonnaise uh, so, no, it was
0: just a... And not Miracle Whip.
2: Listen, don't insult me on this podcast. I will... No, I'm just... To- I, I think
0: we just need to educate the listeners on what's acceptable and not. and Hellman's. Not.
2: Always Hellman's. Please, Hellman's, give us money. Mm-hmm. All right, next up from Mike Jones. Tuck, his dog, who's been neutered, attempted to hump multiple people at our house on Christmas. How does my dog know about his namesake? And why does he act like him? <sighs>
0: I mean, that's funny. Yeah, I I don't have anything better than that, other than to say that you could take him straight to the Humane Society and fire him for cause.
2: Well, Uh we know you won't do that because you love your animals and we love you for that. Uh, But I think, listen, Tunk has little else to be known for. So I think it's important that he's consistent at that. Uh, So you'll always have that. And I think that's on brand. It's on brand. Uh,
0: All right. Next up is Buck Naked, uh, who asks, is the last time MSU played Indiana State the Magic Bird game in 79? Oh, we just discussed this. My bad. Uh, Yeah. Do we have that information?
2: uh, The answer is yes. I just looked it up. Oh, wow. I didn't look it up, but it could be yes. (laughs) It's probably no. He had the courage and conviction to admit. (laughs) To tell you the
0: truth. Yeah. I can't remember uh, the last. If you
2: type in ISU, Indiana State comes up. Yeah, right?
0: that's the last time. Is it really? <laughs> and in Salt Lake, the national yeah, championship. That's was where in the Salt Lake. final. Oh my god, was. It was the.
2: Oh my god! It's
1: funny you hear a lot of people claim that they were at that game. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, that game happened before college basketball was even a thing, mm-hmm. and it was in Salt Lake. Like you weren't not there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very
2: Mitch album. Anyway, <laughs> I wonder if if, there, if 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 um I was going to try to make a John Smith joke, Salt Lake, but it didn't come together.
0: Right. I'm I'm trying to see the path there. Uh, next up, Buck Naked. Uh, will magic or both be at the game? I'm betting not you know both magic.
1: because Bird's got a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but Irv could be there.
0: He's Probably. a billionaire. He can yeah. be wherever he wants to be. Wherever he wants.
3: Yeah. Good yeah. for, Irv. Good
1: for uh, Irv. Maybe he shouldn't be there um, Yeah, warming the planet, but, you know. That's right. That's right. That's I'll right. be happy to see him nonetheless.
0: Next up, John Hubbard. Lots of comparisons of Jonathan Smith to D'Antonio, yet the pod has yet to consider the most important criteria. How many jet sweeps per game need to be called to earn the honorific D'Antonio
1: 2.0? It depends. Is it to the short side or is it to the field? <laughs> That's essential information.
2: It is.
0: We'll see. Yeah. We're, we're pro, pro jet sweeps to the field. Only, uh, field. next up, Thomas Zambiasi, uh, prediction time. Which team's 2024 performance will we look back on more fondly football or men's basketball? Oh, uh, I, I hope bas- there's reasons for hope that 2024 will go well for basketball.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe football really, really, really overperforms. And the and the schedule kind of looks like that could happen. Yeah, I was actually going to
0: say... You can see an eight-win season.
2: Mm-hmm. You, yeah. If you
0: squint hard enough, you can see an eight-win season.
2: <laughs> well, you can easily see a six-win season. I think for me, that's the the metric yep. here, particularly the past year. I'm going to be a... I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say football, and I'll tell you why. Uh, if... Uh, because there's so many things that could make us look back on 2024 fondly with football, whether it's personnel changes uh, and seeing great improvement in the O-line, even if it doesn't convert necessarily because the defense is so bad. You know, you can see multiple different ways that there could be fondness if the program really grows. There's only one thing that will make us look fondly on the basketball Mm. program in 2024 and with A.J. Hogart at the point, even despite his recent success, I refuse to acknowledge him.
1: Different sports, different expectations.
0: Mm-hmm. Sports mm-hmm.
1: are like children. Uh,
0: next up uh, from the Keith ski, how much MSU NIL collective? How many MSU NIL collectives are there?
1: Uh, zero. And three? also, like three big ones. Uh, you skipped a question, Jonesy, and I think it's worth mm. asking. I think it's worth us. I don't think
2: it's worth us answering, uh, but I think it's worth us discussing. I'm going to answer. The question is how much is Child's rumored to get in the NIL? The answer is $16 million. (laughs) I have it on good authority from God herself uh, that he's being paid in Bitcoin uh, from (laughs) Sam Bankman Fried's (laughs) burner account in Sweden. So.
1: I heard that In Childs is the guy that invented Bitcoin, and that wallet of like four <laughs> trillion dollars or whatever it is is actually In Childs. I a- I we can't say what we've heard, but I think Wait. it is fair criticism. Ooh. Yeah. And this is my gift to you, Keith Ski. As the winner of this year's Twitter competition, you
2: deserve oh, this. Oh, good question.
1: Um let's talk on air about when people send us information, when we decide to talk about it, when we yeah. decide to allude to it, and when we decide not to do anything with it, right. because I, I think it's a fair question because if we're going to be all holier than thou and douchey about like, oh, 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 we've got this information
0: and you don't. Yeah. That's a fair, that's a fair question. Truly.
2: We don't want uh, the information because when I get information, these guys know, in fact, they'd rarely tell me. We, we don't give it to they them. Get. They don't tell me because <laughs> yeah, Kevin I, and I text
0: separately. Literally.
2: This isn't a joke. <laughs> They're not kidding because they know that I will say something because I don't have a filter <laughs> that will surprise so, many like, listeners of this we, pod.
0: So like, so I think Keith, here's uh here's a couple things. One, we appreciate that from time to time, people who uh, might be plugged in or know somebody who's plugged in, uh, say things to us. Yep. Like, and we're not, <laughs> this is going to come as a shocker we're not reporters so like it's we're not out there sort of digging for information and so when people share it it's very kind of them and it allows us to uh digging. wink at things yep. it it also- al- it, but also wink at things on the podcast and if i had it for more than one person yeah such that i'm not betraying the confidence of an individual then i would say what we've been told But, like, we can give an actual for instance on this. We heard about Mel Tucker and that things might not all be sunny. And, in fact, we called it out very low-key on the podcast. Very low-key. That, like, would the staff be back? And I said specifically, yes, unless there is major off-the-field misconduct. Ends up being... Alex got it from a second source yep. separately, mm-hmm. and so, like it, you know, we it, we just don't we don't. It, when people share things, we don't want to mess that up. Yes, because it lets and us also, put on better.
1: And also, it, to all, in fairness to people that share things with us, like we can't just go directly live with it either. It needs yep. to be independently verified in some way. So, like, it wouldn't. This is, I think it's just simple enough to say this probably is not your insider podcast, and we, we won't claim to be that. Yeah. It, it, when people come to us in, with information, it'll inform the things that we say here, but I, I don't think we will ever be that like, oh, I got to listen to this week's episode I Can't Read, Can't Write, because there might be some juicy drops on this one.
2: And I don't think anyone listens to us for that anyway, so... Yeah, that won't change. They barely listen to us for on our own merits. Uh, so it's not gonna be over this. What I will say is, this is to put the finer point on it from Jonesy. I truly felt like I had insider knowledge about Tucker, (laughs) and you wouldn't, because I didn't share that with you, would not believe how crestfallen I was to know that (laughs) he turned
1: around already. had it, he was so pleased with himself at breakfast when he turned around and shouted
0: it across a brunch table. (laughs) And this, this is why. Maybe some information and gets revealed from it. And, and I were like,
1: "Oh, did we not tell you about that a
2: month ago?" I was like, "God, <laughs> son of a bitch." So anyway, oh, good. but
1: but I also get it, Kieskie, <laughs> for why it sounds smug and douchey of us to be like, oh, "We've got this information." and You don't, yeah. um,
0: and I I but get like that. we could have not fair. said anything too though about the The conversation about that he got paid a lot of money. That's something that we heard that, I mean, I'm sure other people are reporting on this or people might assume, but like, we've heard that. And then we heard that there was some negotiation around MSU's NIL situation, mm-hmm. which is something that we felt comfortable saying. Yep. And so, you know, it, it like, I don't know, I, I, I yeah, I think, Plenty of empathy. If we had something that we felt comfortable saying, we would say it out loud, it out loud. but also That's we want to put on the best podcast that we can, which means from time to time people, we, we sincerely appreciate when people share things with us because uh, they wouldn't do that if we blew up their spot.
2: That's it. All right, last up from Keith Ski. <clears throat> Kevin Gregg, how do you properly vet a collective to ensure your money doesn't get stolen by some shady people if looking to donate?
1: Yeah, that's uh, also a great question. And I hate sucking up to the Keith Ski, um, but this is why you just won the Twitter competition because this is a great ca- uh, question. I don't know that you can at the moment. Like, yeah, these things are say, so uh, opaque right now that
0: how do you... Have any idea what happens to your hard-earned dollar and cents? I think the closest you get right now, and I don't know how off the ground it is, but Todd Duckett put together a collective that was supposed to be for just MSU running backs. So at least that's probably the most transparency you'll get about where your dollars are going. But I, don't, I mean, I think I think this is a major gap like why aren't there quarterly reports from collectives about what their administration fees are what yeah. percentage of money is coming from a like small percentage of donors you know if 90 percent of the money is coming from 1 of the donors like that's interesting information you might want to share mm-hmm. how much money in total was contributed to athlete what were, was your overhead like what's the range of of potential donations that are you know uh salaries paid to to, to participants in the collective like i think uh it's not unreasonable to if you choose to participate in a collective listener. I, I don't think it's crazy for you to push them. But SD4L, for instance, you know, doesn't have a board and seems to seems to be at the whims of billionaires and when they choose to get invested. And that's not a sustainable model.
1: It it does kind of sound like if you wanted to do like a this is Sparta. Um approach to things you could like specify in some way and maybe Tom Dieter's like reaches out and asks, but like, you don't know, there's no receipt. There's no, like, you don't see it actually go from
0: your wallet to the athletes. So you can also, you could engage the services of a student athlete directly. You could, yeah, you could pay for autographs. Uh, the, but I, I will say, uh, Kieske and listeners generally that at least this is Sparta is part of the, I'm forgetting now the broader network of collectives that are actually 501C3 compliant. Um, which it's, is to say that there is a charitable component to CGA America's
1: charitable giving of America.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it's, uh, you can at least take some solace in the idea that it is a, more tightly regulated collective in that the IRS is watching these collectives to make sure that they're not screwing around so that's probably your your closest bet uh next up Tyrone Plum kids are great uh, kids are yeah. go ahead Jonesy kids are great until they say i don't go to a private school that's inappropriate although funny it makes me fear for our future I also do not teach at private school. I already learned my lesson. Okay.
3: Indeed.
2: What? What? What?
1: <laughs> it speaks for itself, Plum. I,
2: I doesn't. <laughs> God damn it, Tyrone. If you're going to put my name
0: <laughs> on your profile. It took some courage and conviction for him to write oh, that. Lord Jesus. I don't know what it means, though. Is this a reference of like,
1: at private school, like anything goes, but I'm not, I don't go to private school, so you can't do that to me. Is that I, I took this as like a Catholic school dig,
0: but is it I don't. Know.
2: I, privates? Like my privates are inappropriate? Yeah, type, I, I took right, it as it. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's how
0: I took it. Next up from Tyrone Plum I went back in time to March 10th, 2020, and listened to Plum popping his CRCW cherry. Oh. Was he smoking some oh. marijuana or something? Hinged plum is weird. I prefer outlandish, outlandish plum any day. Happy horse days, you filthy animals. <laughs> be as unhinged as possible. Uh, I hope remember this... plum coming on as the voice of reason and expertise and how far we have fallen.
2: How far we have fallen. It I, was a
0: pandemic, Tyrone. It was,
2: they were different days. We really didn't know what we didn't know then, yeah. Tyrone. We brought him on to be like, hey, this is the
1: person that we know that knows things about you uh, refer to me as a public health
2: expert (laughs) that's
1: right we refer to you as an expert oh my
2: god jonesy i had a master's degree and no one else to be fair (laughs) to be fair in 2020 the march of 2020 no one knew shit about public health or any of the tenets Mm -hmm. of public health Mm -hmm. so i mean back then i really was an expert nowadays of course
1: we've brought several people from our private lives with master's degrees onto this podcast to be like here's something in the news talk about this and uh yeah now we we (laughs) the barrier is raised keski and that's why we don't talk about tyrone tyrone well, no, yeah, I'm getting it. back to I'm referencing what Keith oh, was geez, saying yeah. earlier about like why aren't you more forthcoming? Yeah. It, we've learned our lessons from Because this. I'm the expert. Yes. I'm the expert.
2: I had been on
1: before that? No. Yes. You had been on. And then you came back again a second time. And that's what it was. It became more frequent
0: after that. Yeah,
2: that's when it became more frequent.
0: But also, yep. uh, uh, Greg sat out a week, and you came on yes. for Greg.
2: Yes, that was it.
0: Did that happen to be when the tournament was shut down? Though, did that happen to be I'm gonna, the same I'm day? I'm going to go
2: back and listen tonight. I'm actually going to go back and find that episode and listen to it tonight.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I promise All you, going back and listening to the early episodes it is pleasure. Recommend.
2: Don't worry about Only that. good and not bad. Good <laughs> audio. My audio back then, listeners, was excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: in the pre, what, what's the mic brand? The Elgato? El
2: the Elgato El Wave. Yeah, back in the, um, what was I using? Oh, God, I had that horrible. Mm. Oh, I remember it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, remember, because we told you what model to buy, and then you mm-hmm. went and bought something different. Something else. I did. I did do mm-hmm. that. Uh, next up is Munfield Keg. WTF is this besides the gruff Sparty hockey Jersey this year, Nike seems to be in complete decline. This is a picture of a green white hat that just says in what appears to be times, new Roman. Yeah. Or Ariel. Well, it's, 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 it's it's, Ariel had a serif. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, uh, but there, and it appears there's something underneath the bill Mm -hmm. of some sort, maybe a dog. Uh, but it is sad,
1: uh, sad. It's a lacking hat. And I actually agree with Munfield keg. I think that the Nike stuff is regressing. I think it, it looks like chat GPT is like creating MSU apparel. And the Nike's like, slap a swoosh on that. Put it out there. That's exactly what it is.
0: I feel like you're insulting my shirt right now.
1: Yeah. We are. We're we're sending you mm-hmm. a message, Mike yeah, Jones. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted. We actually Munfield Keg doesn't exist. Plum and I created this account to have this Heart conversation you with you, you, you live on yeah. the air. Please
2: stop wearing that. Um, and have some respect for yourself. Right. Right now, take it off. Right now, please, on the camera for, me.
3: for
1: <laughs> us. No. For,
2: uh, for anyone,
1: have the courage and conviction. C- <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's good. All right. Uh, it's also thirty bucks. Yeah, that's that
0: for me. Is the most offensive part of it. It's probably not even yeah. Whatever. Next up, that dude below. Uh, happy holidays, you filthies. One, will we slash should we ever see a little red in the sports jerseys around the holidays? You know that's no. a fair question. There's already too much red in the Big Ten. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't introduce it.
2: No, well, I'll tell you where you can see it is when Tom Izzo dresses up as an elf to get Mm, Uh, T-boned.
0: Fine, that's acceptable. Nowhere else.
2: All right. I'm going to say yes. Maybe shoes? Shoes, I think a little red shoes or um, cartoonish noses.
0: Red noses. Right. Guiding guiding slayers. Wouldn't that be confused for Red Nose Day? People would get mixed message. What? You're familiar with Red Nose Day. Really? At Plum, I would have sworn you at least knew about this. I can pretend to after you put the link in.
2: All right. Well, while you're doing that, let me move on to the next question. Uh, Kevin Grack, listened to specifically Joe Stafford's, quote, baby, it's cold outside. And please, please tell me what I think is happening, isn't happening, dot, dot, dot.
1: It's not. It's a fully upstanding and not at all problematic song, and one that you should enjoy and do for karaoke. Oh
2: Jesus Christ! Who is Joe Stafford? I wonder.
1: No idea. Oh, she's a 1930s crooner, apparently, and probably like 12 at the time of recording.
2: 13. Uh, she done 13 in 1930, so yeah, that's she nice.
1: was. She recorded on Red Nose Day in 1942, oh, God, and this is what I did. What is Red Nose Day, Jonesy?
0: Walgreens. It's uh, raising raising money for uh, uh, children's health. Okay. All right. Well, now I feel like bad wow. about myself. It's uh, a, it's a
2: whole thing. I, I I genuinely. I'm. I listen. You've always like, been more plugged into everything. Neither of us
1: have kids. Public health, and thus we don't care about children's health as a
0: rule. So, true. <laughs>
1: that's really appropriate
0: for me. save the children it's with comic relief great uh thing.
2: i can't find it it's not in her wikipedia so whatever you're suggesting happened uh bebo debilo that dude
1: that that dude, dude below
2: that dude below i don't uh, know.
1: it's probably not problematic at all uh finally from debt dude debilo uh fave new Year's eve new year's eve story gentlemen this will be our last podcast before the new year's. Um, do you have a favorite story
0: that you'd like to share? Hmm. No. New Year's Eve sucks.
2: Wow. Yeah, Come in hot. That's sad. Why don't you come, come, come to Detroit? Yeah.
1: Come
2: stay in, um, in in one of our rooms here, one of our amply appointed. Yeah,
1: having spent rooms several New Year's Eves together, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't help but take those that are my fondest memories. Sight. I remember,
0: I remember all of them.
2: <laughs> I don't don't think that's true, but you should come and uh, our neighbors put on a quite excessive party, which we're looking very much forward to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, and we're
0: recording on New Year's Eve, right? <sighs> yeah. <laughs>
1: okay i don't have any plans yeah i know (laughs) wow we had gathered that and you could
2: have left it unsaid Mm -hmm. but (laughs) gentlemen last up this week is we're just
1: moving on
2: oh we have to yeah we have to move on you
1: killed it you killed everyone's new year's eve with your answer to the question no one wanted to talk about their happy (laughs) memories oh my god
2: (laughs) Greg getting his first New Year's Eve roller skates. Uh, we can't even hear the story now. So, But truly, Beth and Mar- yeah, Do You
0: don't feel like there's a day that's built up more than New Year's Eve for, like, this, it's supposed to be an incredible party that's epic. It always is.
2: Anytime,
0: a literally... I'm not gay. I don't understand excellent <laughs> parties.
2: <laughs> Any party can be excellent if Dick, uh, uh, what's his... Yeah, shit, that did not... <laughs> The courage ah, and conviction ah, to finish the thought, Alex. <laughs> Dick Clark. I was going for Dick Clark. Like, <laughs> but you got I hung up after just ah, one ah, word for, ah, some <laughs> for some reason. For some reason. Well, this is it, folks. This is your new Year's story.
0: <laughs> Beth, sorry. We're gonna we're gonna we're cancel sorry, your guys. question. That's yeah, what we're going out there. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Going
2: out strong. Ugh. Oh Lord! All I'm just right, saying, all right. It does Beth. Matter. It's not fair to you, but you have to follow that. Yeah, sorry. She's looking for advice, folks. Beth asks, "Is I'm thinking about making the long trip to Michigan next fall around a Spartan home game? If you could go to just one home game next year, Michael, what would it be? Or is all of this just a bad idea? Not a bad
0: idea. Be there. No. I mean, I went to the. We went to the Minnesota game what, uh, two years ago, and it was terrible. Which ended in the first five minutes, as you'll recall. That may be the worst game I've ever been to. And yet it was a lovely time. It was a beautiful day. Had a great time with friends. Uh, Was that when Greg screwed up the tickets or was that the year before? Year before. Year before. Year before. Um, I had
1: expertly purchased Minnesota game tickets.
0: I think it was actually still a little bit dicey for some reason, but uh, that. If you're looking for a W and great weather, the first game of the season is Florida something or other, Florida Coastal
1: Atlantic, FAU,
0: Florida Atlantic,
1: Fau. Yeah. Yep, Florida Atlantic, uh, who's Maryland. legit in hoops, but not. Uh, is this the the final home and home, home and away? I don't want to upset. There Paul it is, the a podcast. That's the one. But remember when Florida Atlantic opened up their stadium with our team at Ford Field. Is this the the, like the bookend of that whole process? It must be. Um Florida Atlantic uh Louisiana September 14th that's all Ohio State September 28th uh Iowa October nineteenth uh mm-hmm. Indiana the old brass platoon game november second that's the um, one no, I'm no, going to the, call
2: it one of the now. first two no no, no, no. They're both wrong. Beth, don't listen to them. They're dumb. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're dumb. Uh, Indiana, November 2nd. It'll be cool and crisp. Ooh. It'll be the lovely, well, or really any October day. You're coming from, I think, where's Beth at? Beth's not in you Michigan. She's coming from far away. Beth, I think I know I think I think know this. I think Beth maybe follows me on one of the, I, for some reason, I think Beth is in Hawaii, but I don't know why I think that. So, Beth, I think maybe I've seen your profile. If that's the case, I uh, hope that's not scary. <laughs> Sorry. Well, but She's uh,
1: asking you questions on your podcast. Yeah. I think you're but allowed to know maybe who generally she is. where she is.
2: All right, Beth, if, if I'm right, and it is Hawaii, you want to come in the fall. You, wanna, you don't want to come in August. You and there's that the Honolulu fall. East Lansing pipeline that you need yes, to celebrate there now. is. You might even get a direct flight on Delta Airlines. So come in the fall. But come it's not a bad year. idea. It's yeah. not
0: a bad idea. You should absolutely go.
2: Or, yep. Beth, if you want to do two games,
1: I will not discourage you to go East Lansing under any circumstances, but if you want to just do a West Coast CONUS game, I think if at least one or maybe up to three of us, depending, will be at that Oregon game on October 5th. I'm going to be heavily recruiting. I want to be there. And, yeah. Beth, if you were there, you know, there we go.
0: Yeah, and we—if uh, I, I assume—we'll do uh, something f- as a pod for one of the games this year. Yeah, so because uh, so one of us is is not getting married on a on a Saturday that could be used for
2: that's correct, Michael.
1: <laughs> yeah, shameful, Jonesy. Did you guys know that we were playing at Boston College this year? Because I did not Fuck. really fully understand East Coast. And now we can all
0: hang out at the HubSpot offices. Now we've got to go to three great. games. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, he's going to make us go. Uh, he's going to make us go. He doesn't Rutgers even at least Boston. is at home at the end of the year. So we don't have to do that one. Just
0: hop on the Acela. Come visit me and then we'll hit the Acela. We'll go up. Okay.
1: Well, I look forward to that. Um, any, jo- gentlemen, it's the end of the year. This is our last, as we said, podcast of 2K23. <laughs> no one said that. <sighs>
0: Uh, are we entering our sixth year? Sixteenth year, sixth calendar year. I don't know. No, that's not true. I don't look back. I only look forward. Wait,
2: was I my first tuned in in 2019? I thought that was your first season. That might be true. Yeah, I think we're entering. I think we're entering our fifth
0: year. (sighs) All right. Uh. Well, listeners. Uh. A very happy new year. And I guess, yeah, 2019. 2019 was our first calendar year. No,
2: but if you think about it, 24 would be the sixth year. If you started in 19.
0: Yeah, sixth calendar year. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Which I guess is a time for reflection, and thanks to everyone who listens, because uh, we certainly wouldn't be doing this probably— well, maybe we would, but uh, (laughs) if—
1: Screaming into the void. (laughs) No no one uh, listening back.
0: If you all hadn't, uh, don't pay attention and, and, and kept listening, kept sharing, and we really appreciate it, um, and in the way you're engaged with us. But to everyone, um, Happy New Year. If you're going out, please get a, get a DD, take an Uber, whatever, uh, and- And don't shoot we-
2: your fucking guns!
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes! And maybe call your legislature if you're feeling particularly frisky. Uh, but otherwise, uh, gentlemen, go green. Go it!